Welcome to the How and the Why. With John Barrett Ingalls. Exploring and celebrating the creative process and the creative purpose of authors, editors, and artists that make up and inspire the Black Hill Press family. Black Hill Press is dedicated to the novella. We believe a great story is never defined by its length. Let's get creative. to the how and the why brought to you by Black Hill Press. My name is John Barrett Ingalls, and today uh, I have the pleasure of being connected with Tynan Kogane, the associate editor at New Directions Publishing. Welcome, Tynan. How are you? I'm great. Great. Thanks for having me here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Now, um, you work for New Directions. Why don't you give a, a description of New Directions for some of our uh, uninformed listeners. Um, sure, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty old publishing company. I think it started, it was founded by James Lachlan 77 years ago. Um, so it's it's rather on the old side. Um, and it started out as a, a sort of forum for experimental writers, Um the likes of uh, like Ezra Pound and William Carlos Williams, and it's sort of evolved from that uh, to include a lot of like international authors. And um, more recently, we've been publishing stuff like Roberto Bolaño and W.G. Sebald, and it's sort of a more experimental avant-garde press. Um, so with with your international uh, authors, are you you're doing translations of the books for uh, American audiences, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and you, they still work with experimental authors. You're, are you are you taking on? Does a company take on unknowns, or is it pretty much established authors? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think globally it's more established authors, but then we're still always trying to find new, young, exciting authors um, from the U.S. that haven't been published by bigger companies. So we're sort of still uh, an independent publisher, so we can't afford the the huge advances of the big houses. So I think one of the things we try to do is poach them before other people get them. Um, but you do reprints of, uh, of, I don't want to say classics, but like uh, um, older authors, like uh, turn of the century, the last century authors. Uh, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as your position there, you're, you're an associate editor. Um, first, t- tell us how long you've worked with the company. I, I haven't worked there that long. I've been there since November, um, so just about like eight, eight or nine months. Um, 
and uh, three three years ago, I started as an intern there, um, and I just lo- loved it and fell in love with the company and everyone there, and, and they invited me back. So, was that kind of a, something you had thought about while you were in school? Uh, yeah, I mean, New Directions has always been uh, one of my favorite publishers, and I sort of came across them when I was probably like 17 or 18. Um, when I started reading like Rambo and Baudelaire and Lautremont and like a lot of those. Uh, avant-garde poets that you fall into at that age, uh, and I started noticing their spines and buying more of their books. And so when I was still in school, I, they were definitely on my radar, and I, I found myself reading more New Directions books than almost any other. So. But was was publishing something that you thought about getting into? Uh, I I a bit, yeah. I went. I mean, in school, I, I studied writing. Um, it's it's pretty hard to make a living at that. Um, and so I wanted to be around books and around people like me who love books and publishing seemed like the best the best option for that. Um and then I mean once I started and once I kinda of had my foot in, I realized that it was something I really wanted to do and um I I love it now, so but I yeah, I hadn't always wanted to be an editor or something. But now for the company, um if you so as an associate editor, are you given? Uh, are you working more with the international authors or with uh, some of the new avant-garde authors, or a little mixture of both? A little mixture of both. Right now, I haven't um, really started on my own projects yet, so I'm um, work, working on other people's books that they've acquired, um, and they're mostly international authors. Right now, I'm working on. Uh, Sort of difficult Romanian author Norman Manea, um, and this is the first book of his that we published, um, and actually the first book that he wrote uh, in the '60s. Um, and I'm working with a translator to try to make it as smooth as possible. Um, and then also like another old Joseph Roth book that we're bringing back into English, and so pro- projects like that. I, I love uh, international literature, and so I've sort of gravitated towards that. Uh, how do you uh how, how does that how do you work how does that work out with working with a, a translator? Are they like translating word for word and then you're getting that translation and then editing it or or give us like a like a what your day to day working on one of these projects would look like? Well, so we we receive the manuscript from the translator and she she's a great translator and um uh and it's from Romanian, and I don't speak a word of Romanian. Um, and so a lot of what it's like is to just cleaning cleaning it up and making sure that it sounds right in English. And if there's sort of like idiomatic things that don't sound right, smoothing those out or maybe rearranging some of the sentences in the paragraph to make it flow better or changing a word here and there. Um, but it's just, it, I guess it's basically just like a close reading and making sure that it sounds it sounds as good in English than as it did in, in the original language. Yeah, because I I know like translations, you can end up with multiple different versions just based on exactly how it was translated. Uh, but she just basically is doing a a word for word translation, and then you, as a company, will clean it up and uh, put it in more of a. Uh, uh, I guess English proper 
uh, way of, uh, not that my language is proper here, but, uh, um, yeah, because it could end up being, you know, have, the translation could have like two or three different meanings. You find a uh, struggle with that when you're like, well, what exactly are they trying to say here? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's really, really hard not knowing the, the, the source language, um, but I kind of like it. It's like a puzzle that doesn't have a solution almost, um, at least to me. And I and I, I ask a lot of like queries and what if like this word didn't sound right there, what it was in the original, and maybe if she could help clarify it that way. But yeah, there. I mean, there's so many interesting theories about translation, and it's so funny how different, especially like with poetry or something like that, how 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 different they turn out in English. But um, yeah, we're we're all always trying to make it sound the best that it can um, in English. As opposed to, I guess, other 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 translations which strive towards really close fidelity of the language and sometimes obscures the meaning when you're reading it. Yeah, I, I would assume with with poetry or or any poetic fiction, you know, that their word choices are uh, very specific. So, you know, if the the meaning is slightly skewed in in the translation, then it might come across as a totally different sentiment. Yeah. Um, so are you hoping with the company, are, are you, is this uh, um, the path that you you see yourself taking now, like moving more towards a full editor and uh, um, working, do you want to continue working with the international titles or is this... Uh, what do you see yeah, the, think, uh, the future think, moving? I think absolutely. I mean, there's there's such a great place um, in publishing and in literature right now for um, trying to find, you know, one of the most important writers of, like, Spain right now or Morocco mm-hmm. or any, anywhere. Um, and, you know, there's that sort of famous statistic of uh, only 3% of published material in English is in translation and so it just seems like it's the tip of the iceberg. And I mean, there's so much exciting literature going on around the world that I think the Americans um, are exposed to. It's fun trying to bring that out. Now, with, this, with the uh, international authors, have they already gone through an editing process in their own language before it gets to you? I mean, obviously, I so. as, a, as the author, they're going to go over the, you know, give it a couple of passes on their own. But, like, do they have a professional editor who will, clean it up in Spanish or in Romanian before it even ends up in the States? I think so, but, you know, my, I, and I'm not totally sure of this, but my understanding is that in other languages, I, I'm sure it depends on the publishing houses and stuff, but um, they edit much less, um, and they, they give their writers more of a free rate. And I, I remember mm-hmm. hearing another one author complain about not being edited enough. I think it was in French, um, and he was really excited um, when he was translated into English because it gave him a chance to uh, look over what he'd written once again and, like, have a real chance to edit um, and have a pair of really close, discerning eyes on it. Um, and I, we don't we don't tend to edit a ton from other languages, but, um, yeah, it was fun. It was strange to hear that in other, in other countries and languages they don't maybe edit as much as here. I imagine there's probably a... a handful of authors who are really happy about that. You know, those the proud authors who are like, don't touch my work. <laughs> I am yeah. I am perfect and this is the way that it should be. 
But uh, no, it's always good to have that extra set of eyes look over and say, oh, I'm not really quite sure where you're going with this or, you know. Um, yeah. Do you get to work with uh, English-speaking authors as well, or are you primarily international? Um, you personally? I am personally have only worked with translators at this point, but mm. um, I think in the future I hope to work with English English language authors. Because um, I'm always curious, you know, for I'm I'm an author, but I've never ever where I can't imagine the editing process. I, I I can't imagine looking at a work. I hate editing my own work just because it feels, you know, tedious and 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 mechanical as opposed to the artistic expression of writing. Uh, I'm I'm curious how as an editor you approach work when you first read through it. And I'm sure it's different working with the international, but I mean, if you, if you were hypothetically to have uh, a, a manuscript handed to you that was written in English, like how you would approach it from an editing standpoint. Do you read the whole um, story through or do you start in right away or just take notes as you're reading? I, I, I tend to like to just read it, read it once through. Uh, and get like a general feel for it. Um, and I guess I guess there's so many different ways of editing, but uh, I I like to start with just sort of like a really real close reading and like line editing. And I, I I feel like the editor's main service is to try to make whatever the author is trying to accomplish make that stand out mm. um, as well as possible. And sometimes authors will kind of obscure their own writing accidentally, and so to try to um, pull it, pull it back in when that happens, and clear up redundancies, and yeah, uh, keep it on track. I guess. Yeah. Um, now, you said that uh, your company, New Directions, is always looking for new authors. What what is the submission process for New Directions? Are you uh, agent referral only, or uh, are new authors able to submit on their own? Yeah, at this point, at this point, we mostly take stuff from agents um, or from friends. I think even more comes from just recommendations of friends and people in the industry. Um, and we, I think, until maybe two or three years ago, we had a big uh, pile of unagented authors, but it's just it's too hard to keep up with, I guess. But yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of referrals. I think mm. maybe the best way. To get your work read. So as I look over your uh, your list of authors, you see these all black and white photos, and it's it's pretty interesting because you know a lot of them are photos that have probably been taken within the last ten years, and then you have these paintings of authors from <laughs> like last century or the you know the 1800s. Uh, what what about is the uh, number of authors that they have at New Directions right now? Oh God, I have no idea. Um, I'd say a lot. I think I think in the history of the company, they published maybe close to two thousand books. Um, so hundreds. <laughs> I'm not totally hundreds. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself, uh, the the company considers itself an independent publisher. What what? Yeah. Defines that as an independent publisher. Uh, well, you know, there's sort of like big six or seven publishers out there, and they sort of tend to conform to 
their own standards and being an independent publisher means sort of being more more freedom to do what you want. We don't have to uh, think of sales as a bottom line, um, which I think most other places do. Um, sales are always great, but it's not something that, that uh, wholly determines whether or not we publish a book. Um, and just sort of like the freedom freedom to choose what we want to publish, I think. What is going to bring in that dollar or going to be able to translate to a movie or TV series or whatever? Um, now, you're you're based in New York. You went to school in New York as well? I did, yeah. I went to the new school, which was just down the block, more or less. Um, and uh, you said you went to school for writing. Are you still currently working on anything, or, or has this new position of editing kind of uh, put you out of the author mind and into the just work mode? It's, you know, it's really hard to find time to, to write um, with a full-time job. Um, that's sort of like a cliche thing to say, but it's, it's really hard. Uh, and I still try to write. I'm write I've am i been writing book reviews lately because that's sort of... Uh, Easier, easier to follow than like I don't know, writing a story mm. um, or something like that. But yeah, it's it's very hard to write work. Where, what do you post your book reviews on? Uh, I'm, I'm writing one right now for um, Music and Literature, which is a like small uh, print and online journal out of New York and Paris, I think. So I just I just you, finished. What, what no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, please. You just finished just, uh, uh, reading this really great French crime writer, Jean-Patrick Manchette. Um, and I sort of fell in love with it, and I wanted to write, write a review of it. So. Do you find writing, like now that you're inundated as an editor, do you find writing different? Like, are you catching yourself editing as you're writing, or are you able to just let it go? Oh, definitely, yeah. I think uh, I think since since reading as an editor, uh, I think more about the craft of writing um, in sort of a really meticulous sense. Just that, like the sentence would need to sound, each sentence needs to sound good before I go to the next one, and I have a hard time just like kind of like letting letting things pour out um, as I did. I don't know, like five years ago. Maybe that's just a sign of my age, but yeah. So is there now? Um more experiencing uh, international authors. Why don't you give uh, some of our readers um, some names and maybe some titles to look out for for from these international authors? Uh, well, I think one, some of my favorites that we've published are uh, Javier Marias, who is a Spanish writer, um, and he just recently started publishing with Knopf. Um, and W.G. Sebald is uh, probably my favorite writer from the last 20 years. Um, and Roberto Bologna should be pretty familiar. Um, I'm working on a Joseph Roth book right now, I think I mentioned. Um, and he's just, every time I reread something of his, just, I'm blown away by how beautiful it is. Hmm. Um, we're publishing uh, this really great El Salvadorian writer, uh, Horacio Castellanos Moya, um, who's sort of like the Kafka of Central America, I think, right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I could I could just go on and on. Uh, there's so many great writers I like that we publish. 
Um, do you uh, do you see? Because this seems like a company. I'm looking at uh, the people who have worked there. That people move up pretty quickly, and uh, um, and it seems like a a home for the the passionate uh, reader, as well as you know the passionate writer. Um, it, have you found that this is your home? Like you settled in. I, mean, I don't want to like jeopardize your job in this interview, but this seems <laughs> like um, it seems like you're very passionate about your work with the company, and, and I'm assuming that you you feel the same way about the company itself. Yeah, no, I love it, and I think it's fantastic and has the same sort of uh, obsession with literature as I do. Um, everyone in the office seems to live and breathe it. Uh, and I think, I, I mean, I'm by far the, the youngest member, um, or the, the, I mean, the newest the newest person to join the team. Mm. Um, and everyone there has been there for forever. Um, the president, uh, Barbara Appler, uh started out there as an editorial intern straight out of college and she's been there since um so it's it's the type of place where you just <laughs> kind of like find yourself and keep keep going with it and yeah. my, my last my last job was at other press um and it was it was sort of strange that to me that there was such a quick turnover of people um not necessarily that it wasn't a great place to work also but um i think People used it more as a, a springboard to do other things, or other things came along. But yeah, I think ever, everyone at New Directions has been there for for forever. It's just great. It's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, uh, taking the time to talk with us. Um, I I uh, I think it's pretty awesome. I'm not, you know, I mean, I uh, I wish I was more familiar with uh, more international authors, but uh, the even just going to the website and seeing some of the names and titles that you have uh, and listening to you list off a few gives me a a, a direction to uh, head. So I, I thank you so much, and I'm sure our, our listeners appreciate it as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if you ever pick up a New Directions book, you'll be surprised by how, how great they are and how different they are from each other. And, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be there. So. Well, we're very happy to have you there, and uh, thank you again for your time. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. This has been The How and the Why by Black Hill Press. I'm John Barrett Ingalls. The show was produced by Kevin Stanek and yours truly. The music is Mea Lua by Bossa Zuzu. I wanted to thank everybody for your creativity and your inspiration and to remind you all to keep making art. Thank you.